is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Thursday, 11.30 a.m. at the Star in Frisco, and that can mean... Let's go! Only one thing. It is time for the best <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour of programming that you will hear this week, and that is otherwise known Absolutely. as... Hanging with the boys, fellas. It is good to see you yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. I am not in the living room today. I am live from the studio in Frisco. Do we have the weather cam, Chris Beam? Hmm. I don't think we have the weather cam. Anyway, so. it is the, S- the, SW, the SWBC. There we go. Live oh, from Ford Center. Tostitos Plaza at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. It is a sunny 53 degrees with a light wind. It feels like 48 degrees outside. We have a high today of 61, and tonight there will be a low of 38. That is just a beautiful, beautiful sight. So nice, so nice. What are you doing up there? Uh, trying to concentrate a little bit. Had to get out of the house. Uh, Clean your, cleaning your desk out? No, not not yet, not yet. <laughs> I, I I did have my I did All have right. my review this week with Derek, and he didn't didn't tell me anything that I need to know about cleaning my desk out. But just a lot of off. Your key card still works. Your so key good. card still works. Yep, I was able to get in the studio. So just a lot of off season planning that needs to be done, and just wanted to. Get out of the house, concentrate a little bit, and I was like, oh, "Let's go." I was here yesterday, came up today, so it's nice, nice, nice to be up here, back in the office. So, Kurt, you got a, a blue top on today. You got rid of the gray and the drab Ooh. black that you normally have on. Come on now, no, no, you know, don't give me that. Jesse's got the <laughs> hair down, colors, baby. The hair down, got the good yeah, times yeah. shirt does, on. Good, I like it. Good times, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. You like the hair down? I like it. I like it. What's the What's the occasion? Uh, you uh, you see that right there? Go through a little jaunt through the Not trailer nothing, park man. earlier this morning. What uh? Nah, man. I just <laughs> I just felt like being pretty today, having a little my Fabio look going on. You know what I'm saying? Like just it's a little little windy outside, so let the hair flow in the wind. You know okay. what I'm saying? These, All right. these luxurious locks right here. You know what I'm saying? This, yeah. <laughs> well, you look pretty. Nate, you look sexy. You Thank look, you. You look you look big and sexy look, as I always. I look like Kurt. I got on the gray. I look like yeah. Kurt. Sorry. <laughs> <It's laughs> Still got that nice artwork you behind you. look good. You well, fellas, oh, yeah, I'm, man. I'm, you know what? Whatever, whatever my wife paid, whatever my wife paid for this artwork behind me, she didn't pay enough because evidently she brought it home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, fellas, they should have priced up, priced that egg because this egg ain't cute. Either. This egg, uh, <laughs> this look by like this look like by like the Cowboys' problem, like a storm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, speaking of a storm, there's been a lot, a lot going on the last week since we have talked. We have a new hire in in Dan Quinn. We have some rumors that came out this morning that caught me really by surprise. That the, the Kurt, what's going on with Kellen Moore right now? Uh, apparently, he the Eagles have requested to interview him for their head coaching for job. For what? What so job? A little bit of a 
head, their head coach. Head job. coach. So a little, little surprising. Did they get yeah. rid of what happened yeah. to their so, coach? Oh, Doug Peterson was shown the door. I don't know if it was uh, his key card didn't work this morning. <laughs> yeah, a lot of speculation going on with uh, his exit, and he said, she said, and that last game debacle he went through. So, yeah, they're looking for a new head coach, and apparently Kellen Moore is among the candidates. Man, can you imagine? You know what's amazing? Mm. I, 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 you know, to anybody that will listen, y'all know I've been like, you told these people two mm-hmm. years ago to give a dude $100 million. You took the same dude and put him on the bench. Mm-hmm. Talking about the betterment of the team. Mm-hmm. Mm. Didn't we expect something like this to come down sooner or later with Coach because you can't, you can't go and sell out for a guy at $100 million a clip. I know these guys are billionaires, but I don't think they like losing $100 million just like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not sure if I'm Kellen Moore. I want to step into that situation where you got a, already got a quarterback controversy brewing. That doesn't sound like an easy, easy fit there. Is that one of those deals where, Nate, you brought it up, you, you as the coach wanted this guy – when you make a decision mm-hmm. like that as a coach and you're the one pushing for it, if ownership does it, that's a different story. But if you're the coach and you push for that, you got to kind of ride and die with that guy, right? Because if you do something like this, it's, it's coaching suicide. Like you're two years later, here you are going, I don't know if this is the right guy. Well, you told us as ownership this was the guy. And now, so that's, we can't trust your judgment, right? Well, you know, I don't like to say, like Kurt said, we it's a lot of he say, she say, but what'd you just say? You, a lot of what? Let, 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 <laughs> he say, she say. Oh, okay, okay. And it can be a lot of confusion uh, in that. Let me slow down because I don't want to say anything that <laughs> took wrong by you or Jesse. And so, I, I, I've always believed this right here: if if if, if Mr. Jones and his son and the organization. Decide to say, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna pay Dak what we think he's worth," and they come to a deal. Well, McCarthy is gonna have to ride with that. Like this coach had to ride with that, whether he liked it or not, we don't know. But you have to ride with that, and you be connected to this guy. So, uh, Jesse, is, I mean, is, is McCarthy connected to to Dak though? No, no he he's not. But if mm-hmm. Mr. Jones them sign him. Yeah. By a large yeah. amount of money, you become <laughs> automatically connected. Yeah. And so they're going to be, when you make moves, especially offensively, it ain't going to be Keller Moore. Keller Moore, no, his name ain't coming up in this. It's going to be like, okay, why, why did this happen? Why did that happen? He's going to have to answer to that, the head coach. Because ultimately, that is the guy that's going to be the, one of the first ones removed because coordinators, offensive, defensive coordinators come and go. Position coaches come and go, but the one mainstay supposedly is supposed to be your head coach. And this is one of the reasons why you have to have a good pairing of GM and head coach. Because neither one helped each other out in this past year. Because to Shannon's point, the organization, whether that's ownership, GM, head coach, whoever, decided that Carson Wentz was worth $100 million dollars. When you make that commitment for that kind of a price, it is your duty to surround that quarterback with the necessary pieces that you need. Well, what did the Eagles do last year? They went and drafted a quarterback high in the draft. There there, there could have been 
other uses of their draft pick than going to get another quarterback so high in the draft. Because what that tells me as a player, if yeah, if you pick up a quarterback in the fifth or sixth round, okay, we need some depth. But when you go get a quarterback in the first or second round, when you just gave me $100 million, then that tells me that th- there there is some sort of hesitancy in the belief of my ability because it's one thing to hedge your bets it's one thing to have a security blanket it's one thing to have you know some good depth behind you but when you when you put that much effort and that much of a a stock in a quarterback after you just paid me a hundred million dollars well now you've done a disservice to your quarterback and you've done a disservice to your head coach because now you put him in a situation where he doesn't have all the pieces that he needs. And we watch Philadelphia all year long. I mean, they, 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 were, they were scrounging around to find pieces offensively, whether that be injury or what have you. And then you put this doubt in the back of your quarterback mind where he's kind of like looking over his shoulder, like, all right, every time I mess up. And then you're in Philadelphia. It's like kind of like New York. Once that, that, was, that fan base and that media gets going with a certain type of narrative, and your season isn't going right, now all you hear is, gotta play Jalen Hurts, gotta play Jalen Hurts, gotta play Jalen Hurts, gotta play Jalen Hurts. And Carson Wentz isn't playing good this year. That's a fact, right? This year he's not playing good. And so you you created this snowball effect, this trickle-down effect, because everything was going wrong, not just for your team, for the entire NFC East, but because you had this high draft pick behind Carson Wentz, you were almost forced into doing that. And I don't know what happened behind the scenes. People are saying that Doug Peterson was tired of being told what to do and how to do things and how to maneuver his roster and, and, and you know, game days. I don't know if that's true or not. But if it is, you come to a point in the time as a coach, as a man, especially someone who has a ring that, that has a lot of cachet. Now you're saying, I'm not just Doug Peterson, the head football coach. I'm Super Bowl winning head coach, Doug Peterson. Now you have to speak to me and you have to treat me a certain way than you did before. And so sometimes those personalities clash and they don't match. And now your GM's off one way, your head coach's off another way. And you're, 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 you're off in separate paths, but you're trying to get this team focused and playing together. And it just didn't work. So it, it's, a, it's, it's suicide all across the board for your head coach, for your GM, and overall for your franchise. Do you think you know, that, uh, kind of bring this back to the to Cowboys, the fact that McCarthy doesn't have a, a long history with Dak, that he knows that he's going to be tied to him with a big contract, is, does that create another layer of, of issues of, of, you know, what he thinks? Does he want to tie himself to that? Does that create another problem with his whole contract scenario? No, it don't. Not, not with this coaching staff because they walked in the door knowing what was, what was before them. What yeah. more to Jesse's point is, you you heard the national media and and they was kind of consistent in what they were saying when coach when the head coach of Philadelphia ex head coach of Philadelphia said it was great I thought it was great and we had all these different forces in the room the quarterback coach the the mentor this guy that guy and he and, and it was too many voices for Carson, Carson Wentz he told his ownership that it's gonna be one voice and it's gonna be my voice. Well, like Jesse, more to Jesse's point is, ownership, like, nah, we hired these people. General Manson, nah, we hired these people. Big riff right there. 
Whereas we know at this point that we know who's the pecking order for Dak. We know it's Doug Nuss, Nussmeyer, Coach Kellen, Moore. There we go. And <laughs> Dontario Pope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you, you, a quarterback cannot, and Jesse, you can speak this more than me, a quarterback cannot have more than one guy running the offense through him. Hmm. You have to have that quarterback coach or that offensive coordinator or the head coach. You, when, when you see this kid from Kansas City run to the sideline, every now and then you'll see him go to, uh, to, to, to the coordinator, but a lot you see Andy Reid over there sitting with him. You can't have too many voices. It's got to be one dominant voice. And, and, and Wentz, they, they crush this kid. And isn't this kind of – this is the new NFL, right? This is – you saw it in Arizona with, with Kingsbury – and then going away from was it Josh Rosen and going with Kyler Murray? You saw it with McVeigh and and you know, Jared Goff. Your head coach now, you're tied to your quarterback. So it seems like they're, you know, GMs are starting to realize that. And when they make a coaching change, they're they're. It seems like they're reaching out and going, "Can you win with this guy? We want you. If you can't win with this guy, we need to go get the guy." And then it seems like this new. NF, this offensive-minded NFL, you are saddled up with your quarterback and your coach, and they kind of ride together. And this seems like another example of that. Like Carson Wentz was your guy, and that's who you were hooked up to. And then when you go away from that guy, it just seems like things just fall apart. So that's – Kurt, that's an interesting point. It's, it, is McCarthy saddled up to Dak, or if they go away from Dak, which – who knows what's going on with this thing? I mean, you'd like to think that they're going to get something done with Dak, but you know, nothing would surprise me these days. You know, is it's just interesting how I don't know if it's always been like that, or with these new young quarterbacks that are able to step in now and really be productive in their first and second years. If it if it's just more prevalent and more noticeable that your head coaches connected to your quarterback or synced up with your quarterback. Well, well one of the things is is is. If you look at Kurt, get that under control, Kurt son. All right. I, there's, I've got no. Nobody here is running interference. They are part of the show now. They're part of our show. They are. They're part of our show. You know, when you, when you look at football in the early '90s, middle of the '90s, early 2000s, right? Coaches had time. You had time to build guys. You mm-hmm. draft. You would draft a quarterback and say, you know what? He's not going to play for the next two years, and that would be the case. And so that now that coach was able to spend time with that quarterback to develop their relationships. We're, we're in a time now where it is microwavable quarterbacks mm. and you have microwavable job security. If you don't get it going right now, you got two to three years to get this thing rocking and rolling. And the quarterback that we're driving, we're drafting in uh, uh, in whenever the hell the draft is April. He's going to be the guy come September in April. So we draft him in April. He he has the keys to the Ferrari that that may like you, we get him in April. He got the keys in April and he's driving the car. Very few teams, if any, are letting quarterbacks sit to develop. They're like, no, 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 no. Let's go. Take the training wheels off. You'll learn as you go. And and the biggest learning curve is that a lot of these quarterbacks in college, they, they don't even use verbiage. They look to the sideline and someone tells them what to do. 
They don't even call it the line of scrimmage. And so now you're, you're taking all this advanced knowledge from going from not calling a play or having very limited words, one word, two words, and it meaning the entire concept to now you're having to come and idea Mike and slide the protection and audible and shift and say a play that's this long. Uh, even that part of it is, is, is complicated. So when you got multiple voices in a quarterback's head while he's trying to lose, you know, while he's trying to do all of that, 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 that just kills what you want to do as a quarterback. The quarterback is one of the positions where, I, it, it, yes, the physical tools are important. You're right. You, he can make all the throws. That is the one position where if mentally you are scatterbrained, if mentally you are not focused, if you got a bunch of different voices going on in your head mentally when it comes to the quarterback position, you will be crushed. You will be ruined because everything that you do has to be precise. I have to know everything about everyone all the time. So I needed to be one message. I needed to be one voice. I needed to be in unison. And I don't need all the extra stuff on the outside from my quarterback coach is saying this, but my quarterback guru is saying this, but my head coach is saying this, but general managers are saying this, then the national media is saying this, and the local media is saying this, that will break a quarterback. And th that's what you have to deal with as a quarterback coming into this league in 2021 and beyond. I can't think of any team that's done that with a quarterback other than the Chiefs recently, and that's worked out pretty well for them to sit a rookie quarterback. Uh, you talking about for a starting, Kurt? What did, what did no, you just, Mahomes didn't. He sat the first year, you know. They didn't immediately yes. throw him into the starter and look where that's got him now. But that's the only team I can think of that's, that recently that has done that. So, Yeah, but see, you, you got a head coach and a GM that's on the same page and mm -hmm. understand the value of this kid. And, they, and, they, and the guy that they had wasn't too shabby leading that ship. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So. Uh, that was a perfect. That was a perfect storm for this kid, man. A lot of teams don't don't have that perfect storm. With the you know, with the Carson, like the kid that's playing behind Aaron Rodgers, he has a chance to succeed. Believe it or not, he may not like his position he's sitting in behind Aaron Rodgers, but he has a great chance to succeed if he can learn from it. With with the situation with Carson Wentz, you know, we we all talked about when they signed him. Okay. They did it with Carson. You got to do it with Dak. Get your quarterback signed. Is there, is there a little bit of, I guess, solace or consolation prize to waiting on signing Dak? You see how the Carson Wentz situation is playing out. That could go one way or the other. I think the jury's still out there. Some people that think he's, he's done, he's not a great NFL quarterback, you paid him too much money, you wrecked the franchise for the next four years because you got so much tied up in him, you made the decision too quick. Does that make you feel better about them waiting on Dak to make sure he's the guy and now, now it's time to do something? You, 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 you would think that they know he's the guy now, but being patient with this, I know – They've received a lot of criticism for waiting and not doing it. But seeing how this has played out in Philly, does that help? Even though you got to pay more money now, now you're sure this is your guy. Does that make you feel a little bit better about it? No. Every situation <laughs> to me is different. It is. Every situation to me is different because we can sit here and name three or four other ones that worked out 
the opposite direction where mm-hmm. they signed them early or they gave them an extension and it's worked out for them significantly. So you can take this one situation and, and it's closest to us because it's in the NFC East, but this Carson ain't uh, Carson isn't Dak. Dak ain't Carson. Philly ain't Dallas. Dallas ain't Philly. Uh, Peterson ain't McCarthy or slash Garrett. Garrett slash McCarthy ain't Peter slash whoever will be coming in after him. So it, it's apples and oranges to me. And, and I, I think they... They did themselves a disservice by not signing Dak. They did themselves a serious disservice, and it's going to cost them. I mean, that situation. And to me, honestly, I don't think Carson Wentz is finished. I, I just, I don't, I don't think you can have, you could be an MVP, right? MVP level talent, and then all of a sudden, you're trash. Like that. That's a think about that drop off in a year's time. Yeah. You're going from MVP level play to now people are saying that you're finished, like mm-hmm. you're done. That's a that, that is a huge drop off. I, I just think it, it can't be. I like the, the skills are still there. I think it's all between the ears. And, uh, you know, you get him in a situation where he can can refocus and, and get back into doing what he does best. I don't think Carson Wentz is finished. I think all the tools are still there to be a really good quarterback in this league. And someone's going to get uh, a good quarterback that will help their franchise. All right, fellas, let's take our first break. When we come back, so much more to talk about. But the one thing, let's let's welcome Dan Quinn to town. And the way that the Cowboys, hey, Prescott, now the way that the, the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> do business, you know, we're not like other teams. The way we report on the team, we're very, we're very opinionated. We're very unbiased. We're not a mouthpiece for the organization. So let's just welcome Dan Quinn to town and let's get the conversation going. Is he the right man for the job? Find out what everybody has to say when we come back on the next segment of your favorite show. Actually, it's the only one on today. Hanging with the boys. Be right back. (laughs) Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. 
May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to hanging with the boys. Game in old basketball shorts or baggy sweats is for amateurs. If you want to relax like a pro, upgrade to the comfort of Tommy John Lounge where it looks awesome and feels even better. It's got pockets for snacks and is machine washable for any unpredictable nacho cheese spill. Shop loungewear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 15% off your first order. That's tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. All right, Dan Quinn, new defensive coordinator. What do you guys think? Just get right into it. Kurt, why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, I'm just interested to hear what the boys have to say here. Yeah, me too. Jump in, anyone. Feelings, thoughts? Nate, if you are telling me that we have a new defensive coordinator and pass coordinator on defense, and you're telling me that we're going to get, go out and get some players to help these coaches, then I'm excited. Mm-hmm. But if we went out, if we went out and got these coaches and this new pass coordinator, only to have the same type players as we had before. Welcome in, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. I mean, I, I think he's obviously a, he's the right man for the job. They needed to make a change, even though I'm not sure Mike Nolan got a fair opportunity here with no offseason, no preseason, and the talent he had on the defense. But it was. A change was probably needed. Um, I, I think there may be some concern. You know, he he's kind of gets raves for his time in, in Seattle, but the two years he was, you know, he, his defenses were ranked first the two years he was defensive coordinator in Seattle, but they also ranked first the year before he was there and the year he was after he was there. So they obviously had some stud players. So you hope that translates here with the Cowboys, but Nate's absolutely right. If, it, if they don't have the talent, for him to work with, it doesn't really matter who's defensive coordinator, I don't think. I agree with all of you. Um, I, I, I have to temper my expectations because uh, Thank people, you. I, I, I do, I do. Um, I'm with you 100%. Th- this, is, this is homeboy hire number two, okay? Mm. Um, and, and, and so uh, the first one let him down, right? And so I, I don't want to get too excited about it. The thing I hope that Dan Quinn, uh, he comes in and, and he's, he's, he's able to, to Nate's point, be able to bring in the guys that he needs to succeed and, and not try to retread the guys that are here. Because uh, I see a lot of, it doesn't matter scheme, I just don't think there's a lot of good players here. And people are always going to reference back to the Legion of Boom. And I think I think that's unfair because uh, Earl Thomas ain't walking through that door. All right. A prime a Richard Sherman ain't walking through that door. Cam prime Chancellor. Mm. Cam Chancellor mm. ain't walking through that door. And the biggest thing when it comes to defense, the biggest thing when it comes to defense, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. And I never think I am. Um <laughs> We know, but the big, but the the big, the biggest thing with defense is he had smart players. Those guys 
were so involved in what they were doing, the film study, the practice habits, the, the commitment to the game. And because you can have guys who are su supremely talented, but it does me no good if you're ripped with muscles on top of muscles, muscles coming out your eyebrows and you can run fast, but you're going in the wrong damn direction. That does me no good, right? Oh man, he can run, he can jump, he's strong, he's physical. But if the play is going right and you're going left, all that physicalness that you just had does me no good because you're not even where I need you to be. The difference between those teams were what they were able to do between the ears. They were so in tune. They were so locked in. It, 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 was, it, it was a beautiful thing to watch when you saw those guys play. And when you go back and you look at a lot of really good defenses, it's those players, those Ed Rees, those Palomalus, those Ray Lewises that, that have that team so dialed in mentally that now I can, my physical gifts shine through and through because now I'm hitting the gap with my 4-4 speed. Now I'm covering the right zone with my 42-inch vertical. Now I'm able to lift the house because that gap is covered up and now I'm able to shed and get to the ball carrier. That is the biggest difference when you look at what they were in Seattle and what we have here in Dallas. It, it comes down to the mental part of the game. They weren't being outrun by angles. They weren't in the wrong gaps. They weren't busting many coverages. They were able to communicate those things because they were so in tune with what was going on between the ears that their talent began to shine through all the cross. And it was everybody. It wasn't just the secondary. It, it, those guys had the linebackers, Bobby Wagner and that crew on point, who had the front guys on point. That, that whole defense was so on point because those guys made a commitment to knowing what they were doing. If Dan Quinn can bring in guys like that or get guys to be focused like that, where their knowledge of the game gives them an advantage, then their talent does the rest. That, that is how you have a good defense. See, I, I wonder, I guess one of the questions I have is that um, this will now be the third defensive corner coordinator in three years. I would I would think that, you know, is, is management sitting there thinking we have the players, we just don't have the right coach and scheme because they keep making these changes. But you're heading into another offseason that's probably not going to be normal. You're, heading, you're, you're limited on your, your salary cap um, this year, so who knows how many actual roster moves they can make to that defense. Um, are they set, stepping back yet again? Should they have kept that consistency, give them another year to learn what's going on instead of bringing now another new guy in, starting over more, you know, in some ways, and, and going there? Is it gonna, are we looking at another year of learning and another season lost? They, they are looking at a coach that can deal in both schemes, but they're going to be made basically a 4-3 scheme. It, it's easy for all of these guys to go back home. They just only had six or seven months of this physical, actually physical. They Zoomed the rest of those months, but they only had six or seven months of actually playing this uh, hybrid uh, nickel-dime defense. These guys can go back to the 4-3 much easier they can the 3-4. But the bottom line is this, Kurt, you said that they've had three coordinators 
in so many years. Three. Three and three. And you and you and you also mentioned that maybe they thought they had the players. We have went through a whole season. Management cannot be thinking that they have the players. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So but, that right there we don't have to worry about. So now you're gonna have to give Dan Quinn an opportunity to try to put his stamp on this team. Tristan Hill. Uh, we're going to find out what he is. We're going to find out what Gallimore is because it's a different style of defense, a defense that has the ability to attack and to make things happen. Well, you're going to have – sir, excuse me. But did they give Mike Nolan a chance to put his stamp on this team because he had he no offseason. He was a two-gapping guy. He, he had a lot of injuries. You know, it was just a uh, – Yes, sir. But he was a two-gapping guy. He was a two-gapping guy. You took guys that were used to penetrating and hitting gaps and holding their gaps to asking them to say, hey, man, stand here and hold this guard up or hold this center up, and that wasn't their thing. This is more of an attacking-type situation for these guys. He have, Quinn has dealt with great athletes better than what we have here or equal to what we have here. So he's going to look at film. And he's an old defensive line coach. That's what his first thing was with everywhere he's been as a defensive line coach before the defensive coordinator thing became a tag. This is the deal here, my friend, is when you look at this team and you turn on the film and you start from the first game, the only thing he's going to get up and say after the first game, the second game, the third game, the fourth game is say, if we don't stop the run, we're going to be in trouble. And so – that is the most important thing right now is do you have enough horses up front to give your, sec your, your linebackers and your secondary a chance? I mean, we had if – if our defensive line had 35 tackles, does anyone our defensive line had 35 tackles this year? It's a, mar it's a miracle. <laughs> I mean, Jalen had 185 tackles. And at average seven yards down the field, that's the most to lead in the league, right? That's because nobody up front can keep the people off of him or, or the other kid, regardless of whether we think they can play or not. Our defensive line was atrocious. And this is where Coach Quinn should have the most effect and, and, and because we have lost games because we couldn't stop the run. Teams ran in the middle of the game, the beginning of the game, and the end of the game. So – and, I, you know, so they got to get this guy some players. They got to give him opportunity because what Coach Marinelli did, and I, and I kind of knocked him, he did an outstanding job with, 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 with not a lot of talent. And it was exposed when Coach Nolan tried to change the defense just a little bit. Jesse, you, you're, mu you're much prettier than Coach Quinn, but let's say you're Coach Quinn and you come in – what are two things? What are you doing immediately? What are you doing? And two, what are you asking for from ownership and the head coach? First thing I'm doing, if I'm Coach Quinn and I'm coming in, I'm getting on the phone and I'm talking to Sean Lee. Hmm. Sean Lee, Demarcus Lawrence. Those are my first two phone calls that I'm making if I am the coach. Hmm. Because from the outside looking in, I know that Sean Lee knows what he's talking about as far as knowing the position and knowing the defense and is a leader on this team. And Demarcus Lawrence is going to be a guy that I have to build around. 
he's going in today's point. I'm a defensive line coach. So this is this is my this is my my paid guy. He's going to be here. So I I, I want to talk to these two guys first. Once I have that conversation with these two guys and, and I kind of get an honest assessment from those two guys of what did you guys think? What were some of the things that was a concern for you? What were some of the things that you like that you didn't like? Uh, where would you want to improve on? Asking those questions to the guys that I feel like are the leaders of this team on the defensive side of the ball. And then on top, the next step, I, I, I'm, I'm talking to Jerry and to Steven and Will McClay and I'm saying, Here's what I need. I, I, I need this. I, I'm, I'm giving Will McClay and I'm giving the Joneses the type of athlete I'm looking for at every position. At defensive line, at, at, at linebacker, at safety. I, th- this is the temperament. This is the range. These are the players. Uh, and if there are some guys that I, I've coached in the past, and please, people, do not, what do they call it? What do they say? Inundate my timeline with Earl Thomas talk. Stop. <laughs> but there's going to be guys who we coached to in the past that are saying, player, 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 player. All these guys are coming up in free agency or these guys are guys that, you know, if we can find a way to get these guys here relatively cheap. I would love to have these guys. And they don't have to be starters. They don't have to be starters. But they could be rotational guys that can come in and be my voice in the locker room. Can show the other guys, this is how Coach Quinn rolls. No, this is what he meant when he said this. No, no, and this scheme, if you do it this way, that's how it's done. So you want to bring in guys like that and then getting ready for the draft and, 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 and putting our heads together and tr- figuring out a way that we can say, here's my priorities, here are the guys, college guys, free agent guys, here's what I'm looking for, let's go to work. Can they inundate, Quinn, you, can uh, they inundate you with Richard Sherman talk? They cannot inundate me with anything <laughs> old Legion of Boom talk. Okay. Nothing. There you go. Unless, unless Richard that's Sherman is coming to be. Years old, we don't need. <laughs> unless Richard Sherman is coming to be a, uh, 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 a DB assistant or, you know, whatever. If he's coming to be a coach, if he's coming to be a, 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 a DB coordinator, whatever you want to call him, assistant coordinator to the coordinator to that assistant. It, that's it. If you're not, if you're not talking about, if you're talking about anything with those guys who were on the Legion of Boom, that <laughs> playing, do not inundate me, or I will block you. So Nate, <laughs> Nate, you said nobody Vibration. over 27. So no old, no old guys on this team, right? I, I, what, 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 what? If you get a guy that's 28, 29, he has to be a impact. He has to know this defense in and out. Oh, we, we see where he fits into this defense, and he can be an impact. What you need now is one or two impact players. You have Demarcus Lawrence. You have Randy Gregor, who has a chance to be an impact. Okay, on your second level, you're praying and hoping that one of these guys will sit down and look at film and say, okay, and I'm talking about Jalen or either Van Der, Van Der Esch, look at film and say, okay, I have, I have to get better. I really have to get better. And you got a secondary, and, and believe it or not, Donovan Wilson is the best we got. Now, you can talk about the corner from Bama. Donovan Wilson is the best hmm. defensive back we got. So, And that ain't you saying gotta, a lot, fellas. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and that's why I said what, you, what I just said, believe it or not. And so now you got to still look at two safeties and a corner. 
Well, so, can, can Quinn, what I've read, he's, he's placed a lot of value on safeties. He obviously had two great ones in Seattle. This organization for a long time has not placed much value on safeties. Is he going to be able, do you think they're going to listen to him? Is he going to be able to change that philosophy? Why would I, you, I, oh, Kurt, you asked, a, you asked a super great why would you bring him in here, Kurt? If we just gonna get another, if we go, if we just gonna get another puppet, yeah, if we gonna get another puppet and let somebody else pull their strings, why? Why would we even? Don't, don't waste this man time. I, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at free agent lists for safeties, right? Like, I, I'm looking at. I'm looking at guys. He had a guy in in Keanu Neal in Atlanta. Now Keanu was hurt a lot, but this was a guy when he was healthy was really good. A guy like Malik Hooker. Who's will be an unrestricted uh, 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 free agent from Indianapolis is another free agent type guy. Uh, Anderson Deho, free agent guy. I know he was here before. The old man. Um, old man. Marcus May. Marcus Marcus May from the Jets will be a free agent. Uh, what's another one? Um, Earl Thomas. DJ Swearinger. Earl Thomas. Uh, Richard Sherman. Tyshawn. No, no, no. Tyshawn. Tyshawn Gibson from Chicago. Is another one who would be a free agent this offseason. So now those guys may be looking to get paydays. I'm, I'm looking to see if I see uh, any more. Um, you know, Jesse, those, what, those guys will be looking what, to get paid. What they need, Jesse, what they need, I think, is we need a safety that can sit back in the hole and line folks up. And be able to get back to them deep thirds when things. I just named out. you a couple. I mean, and the no, thing but is, I'm saying I understand what you're saying, but I want to explain to the fans. We we got guys that can fall down in the box. If we have any type of defensive line, we got guys can fall down into the box. We need this guy that can get over the top and be a difference maker over the top. So I'm saying, as Jesse is, is is speaking of these guys, you fans go out there and look and say, "Hey, well, this may be the guy. This may be the guy." But we, we, I'm tired of having all. We we don't have like 18 box safeties up in there. We don't need no more box safeties. We need <laughs> a free that can get over the top and bat down some of these deep balls and get some interceptions. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we turn the show over to Kurt Daniels. He gave me what? a no, ton of stuff to talk host. about. Why are you turning it? Because you have let's all this go, good stuff to Kurt, get into, the man. and I can't do it justice. Yeah. We're brotherhood. I want you to take over the last segment. Plus, I'm, I might go to the bathroom and not come back for about 10 minutes. So we'll find out when I'll be back on Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. 
proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to hanging with the boys. The ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now at DallasCowboys.com slash United. Welcome back to the last segment of the show. We need to recognize a couple of people that got a year older within the last week. Our very own Chris Beam, the producer of the show, and Jesse Holly both had birthdays within this past week. Both of them are 52 years old as of this week. Yes. So happy birthday, fellas. How does it feel? Thank you. Every day I wake up, I'm finding like these new grays like all in my beard. They just like, Dude, every time I turn around, I'm like, dang, It man. starts in the beard. That's where <laughs> like, mine started. Sheesh. Now I'm getting, I'm seeing one or two on the head. So starts in the beard. There you go. Mine started somewhere else. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't want to know. Do not. <laughs> Could go a lot of different directions with that. Don't want to know. Oh, Kurt, take over, man. You got 15 minutes. The show is yours. Yeah. What are we talking about? We had a we had a fan reach out to us too with the John Nelson one. He's a big fan. What was his name? Yes, I forgot John about that. Nelson. Oh yeah, John Nelson from overseas, from the UK. Yeah, Happy our, birthday, yes. man! Our guy. When we went over to London, I guess that was eight years ago now, probably eight year. Yeah, right at eight years ago when we played over <laughs> there. Like we did some yeah. shows over there, and John came out. Uh, to the show, we met John, and he stays in touch with us on Twitter and tries to get all of us to watch yes. soccer, and none of us will do it. Thanks. Keep trying, John. Maybe one day, but happy birthday. <laughs> uh, uh, I think Ch- Charles Haley's daughter, Madison, was drafted in either the supplemental draft or the regular draft in the sixth round Okay, soccer from Stanford. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. Very yeah, nice. Charles Haley's daughter, Madison, yeah. Go. Speaking of soccer, there you go. Some fun facts. Good. So go ahead, Kurt. What we got? He hit what we me with about? that this morning, Jesse. And I, he, let me tell you about y'all. He, I, I te- he texted me that, and I made the mistake of calling him. <laughs> and after he talked about his daughter for two seconds, he cussed me out for thirty-five. <laughs> really? I'm starting to believe what Jesse said about you, Charles. I'm just saying. <laughs> I will talk about your friend though. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to. No, nah, you can't because wanna, everybody else talk about him and they love him and talk yeah. about. Hey, him. speaking speaking of speaking yeah. of friends, Nate. You know what you you should do one one of these shows. You should get Dion on mm-hmm. here as a recruiting bit 
get him on the show for a segment, and he can talk to the kids and try to recruit, and then we can abuse Dion for 15 minutes. I got to. I was. You know, I should have. Uh, I'll be up there next week. What I got to do is plan it while I'm up at Jackson State. You're yeah, Jackson uh, State next week. Yeah, I, I was there just this past, a couple of days ago. I just drove it up for the fun of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and hung out with him for maybe uh, an hour or two as I did a show for George T up there. So uh, yeah, I, I'll try to set it up, man, and uh, and pray that he comes on. Now, he's so important now that he's a real head coach. You know? <laughs> really? Hey, before on, before Kurt takes it over, wait, time out, time Uh-oh. out, time out. You drove to Jackson, Mississippi, for uh-huh. an hour. Yeah, I got with him for a couple hours. That, yeah. that, that's I'm what I drove there. back. I'm on my way to Tennessee. When I get off this show, I'm on my way to Tennessee, dog. That's what, I'm gone. I ain't finna that's sit what in no I was, house. That's what I was going to say. I don't, I, don't, I don't hang. Yeah, if I don't really know you, like some of my friends and relatives, I'd be like, I'll, wait, I'll go to their house and blow the horn and say, hey, I'm out here in the front yard. I'll wave at them. Hey, you know, hey, good to see you. And they're like, you drove eight hours just to wave at me? Yeah, I don't want COVID. So, yeah, I'm just going to wave That's at what you. I was going to ask you before Kurt takes it over. You said on the show when it it was uh, the season was over, you were going to drive. Where all have yeah. you been? How many hours was I've it to get there? I've been to Jacksonville, there? Florida. How long did that take? I picked up some CDs. I picked up Mantronic. Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. Yeah, it took me like 16 hours. I drove to Jacksonville. To pick up what? CD? Music CDs? Uh, some CDs. You Mantronics. Know you can, the best of Mantronics. The app. You, you know they can mail them to you, yeah. right? You can buy <laughs> yeah, it online. Yeah. That's what the man said. We can mail this to you. I said, yeah, I want to give you cash. In your hand. <laughs> he didn't realize. Yeah. So I gave him cash. Like I did Shannon. I gave you the cash. And so I did. I, I've been to uh, Tallahassee, Florida. I've been to Jackson, Mississippi. And I'm taking off after I get off this show. And well, Nate, can, I com- can, can, can I commission you? Because I, I need to. I got two stores. I got a stores bin in New Jersey. Right. And I have another stores bin in North Carolina. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll go with you. I'll right. even go with you a shotgun. Right. But can right. I commission you to drive to Jersey, then North yeah. Carolina, oh, yeah. and then back to Texas with my stuff? Yeah. Yeah. As long as it ain't snowing now. I got I got one rule. If it's more than a light flurry, I don't mess around no snow. I hold up, bro. I be like, but babe, I ain't coming home. It's snowing. I'm I'm locking down. The grizzly locking down, baby. I want in I want in on that trip if y'all do it. Oh. I want in. That would be Man. for real. Let's do this wow. and do the show up there. Let's do it next week and do the show up there. I'm in. Let's go. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. I need a little bit more time to plan than that, but let's let's <laughs> I let's, need, I need let's a, go, man. I need to get away. Let's get the RV, man. I need to get let's away. Get the RV. Let's go. Our, a fun town RV. Let's go. I'll set it up. Brett Jeffries, we're calling you after the show. Sponsored trip. Let's go. All right, Kurt. We could be doing something, Shannon. We could do a Kurt show in Roselle, New Jersey, and then Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Let's do cool. it. Yeah. So, I'm down so, with hey, man. So, so, <laughs> so we got to stay. We got to make it a two week trip. And then Chris Beam just said in my ear, we got to hit every trailer park on the way up and back. <laughs> ain't, no trailer, ain't no trailer parks in Jersey, baby. We got <laughs> Pastor Mason Dixon for that. You can bet on that. <laughs> yeah, we got Pastor Mason Dixon for that. Yeah. All right, Kurt, you got nine I minutes didn't, I didn't, now. Listen, I didn't pick. I didn't pick that trailer patch fetish up until after I got to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, you down to nine hey, hey, minutes? Let's go. Kurt supposed to be doing something, Shannon? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll do it. Come on, Let's Kurt. Go. What are you supposed to be talking about? Well, it's more fun to hear about you talking about your road trips and. Cowboy stuff. Man. No, we're done. Cowboys. Ah, all yeah, you. man. Take it over, Kurt. What are we talking about? 
Take it over, Kurt. Oh, man. Okay, I actually did have a question for you, for you guys. And Jesse, you had mentioned it earlier about talking to Sean Lee. Is there a chance they make him a coach, a linebacker's coach? And, and what's that like as players? If you know, if you, You've had a teammate who, yeah, he, he's helping you. He's telling you what you do, but he's sort of a, you know, a comrade in arms. To now becoming immediately a head coach where he's yelling at you to do this stuff. Does that work? Does that work for players? It works for guys who have the respect. And I, I like to believe that Sean Lee has the respect of these guys. And the thing with Sean Lee is because he's been in the trenches with them, he knows how he knows how to position himself. To, okay, for this guy, I got to kind of coddle him a little bit, but get my message across. This guy, I can just jump down his butt and he'll get it. This guy, I got to walk through a little bit. So I, I, you, you have to have the right respect in order for that to happen. I, and I think these guys look at Sean Lee as someone, as big brother, as big uncle, who they have the respect from him. So if he transitioned from player to coach, I, I don't think it would be difficult for players to listen to what he says because he's shown and proved time and time again. I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what's going on. And he's not hes not a hard guy to follow, to, to want to follow. As long as Dez doesn't come back and play linebacker, right? Yeah, I don't think that would work. <laughs> yeah, that might, not, that might not be a good combination. Fix this, Rich! <laughs> snake, oh, oh Snake man. Lee, Snake. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I tell you like this right here, man. I have always admired Sean Lee, and the quicker he get into coaching, the better it will be for him if he wants to do that and for the team because I think we need to free up that spot for a player. <laughs> uh, now, now, I'm not cracking jokes. I, 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 I talk to Barry Church, and Barry Church talked to Sean Lee every now and then. You can see on film, Jesse, I know you can. You can see on film where Sean Lee will be calling something out. And he'll be like, be alert. You can see him calling it out. Mm -hmm. But his legs won't let him get there. Yeah. And if he play, now he'll play one or two games, but like, man, Sean Lee is killing folks. But you can bet that third game he ain't going to be killing folks. Yeah. And that's just that's because he's he's been through it. He's been through it. And his, and his body's not going to hold up. So, if you know, you don't want to take away that spot from developing a young guy and getting this thing going. We, we looked at the tight end position, and we all said, wow, look how great this kid doing. Well, guess what? We could have learned a year earlier if we didn't have somebody else on the team taking up their time in that yeah. spot. You, you, you got to learn to move on as coaches and as an organization. You know what? Yes, you are great, but try it from this capacity. Try it from this perspective. Let us have players on this field that's young, strong, and can get there, and we'll let you help them be better players. And, Kurt, uh, Beam, just, Beam just told me that Dat Wynn did it right after he retired, 07 to 09. He was assistant linebacker coach. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I wonder, would, would Lee – Then he went and got him a Chick-fil-A and making triple the money. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Without the bumps and bruises. Yeah. yeah. Would Lee help help Quinn's transition? Would he help in that in like you said, Jesse, knowing the players and all that? Or would he be like, I, Quinn, I don't want this old voice. I want a new message, that sort of thing. He can't help Quinn. Quinn can help him. Hmm. Uh, player 
you know, the first, and I go back to Dion. He wanted me to say something to the kids. And the first thing, the only thing I can think about is the only thing I've been thinking about since this season is over with is I told these kids, if you're not buying in, get off the team. If these guys are not going to buy into what Coach Quinn is selling here, we got the same thing we had with Nola. We got the same thing we had at the end of Jason Garrett. If you're not buying in, I don't need you on my team. You at least have to give me a maximum effort for three or four games before, so I can see what you can and cannot do. You just can't walk up to Jane Slater and say, look here, Jane. <laughs> this dude ain't got it. <laughs> that don't work, brother. You didn't even try to give it a chance. I, but, I, but that's why I think Sean Lee could help and can help Dan Quinn is if Sean Lee was on the other side as far as the coaching perspective, um, I, I think Sean has enough relationship equity built up to help guys understand. When he can go to him and say, listen, man, like you really got to buy into this. Like this is going to be good for you. Like I've seen the entire plan and what they plan on doing. I see what they want from you, but it's a little different than you may, you know, you may have done before, but trust me, if you just trust this process, if you just allow this thing to develop, it's going to be beneficial for you. So he has that ability to come and talk to these guys and saying, Man, you know, like, hey, you know, it, all you got to do is make sure you're in your gap. And when this dude run into you, just <laughs> tap him. You may like that if you start tapping. Come on, man. Come on, man. Ah, uh, no, no. Go out. Get Sean Lee as your coach. Let him have some fresh blood to work with. And those that don't want to be – I'm telling you, man, when Jimmy Johnson came in here, and I can't just use that, when, when, when I, even with Coach Landry, if you're not buying in – and you're not willing to give me maximum effort for two or three games so I can see how to fit these things around you because coaches, the smart coaches, going to fit the scheme to what you can do. But when you when you three or four games in and you just done gave up the ghost, yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you, man, brother, I, 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 I believe in Shannon. I believe in Jesse. I believe in Kurt. I believe in Chris. And we all bring something different. But Shannon juggles us, and we move out the way of each other so we can all be good. Get, get them egos out of that locker room and get you some players in that locker room. Hmm. I guess last question is, again, talking about the, the sort of the transition. They're, the word is they're going to hire this uh, Joe Witt Jr. to be the passing game coordinator. He was with Quinn in Atlanta. He was with McCarthy in Green Bay. Is he going to serve as kind of like a bridge maybe between those two to kind of to find that common ground and communication? Since Jesse brought up the homeboy theory, go ahead on, Jesse. <laughs> I, I just, come, come on, Joe Witt. <laughs> Come on, Joe Witt. Come on, Joe Witt, man. Don't 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 let your boy down, man. Don't let don't let your boy freaking Mike down. I, I, I just I, I my thing is is that Mike has brought in more people he trusts. And my hope is my come on, Joe Witt. Uh that they're able to sit together and, and, and formulate plans and ideas and concepts and rosters that will best suit what they have in-house and what they're able to bring in. 
That, that is my hope. I, I don't, I do not know. I do not know. I do not know. But I am praying and I am hoping. The word that, I've got, that, Jesse, that, that this he's combination, a great translator. He can, he can simplify it or translate it to young guys where they can understand it. That, that is what I hear, you know. And I got that from Bucky, Bucky Brooks. He said that this guy is a better translator. And he, he can make it easier to digest for the players. So, and I'm, 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 bro, I got my Come fingers on, crossed, too, because Joe. I on, need Joe. to be able where I can still <laughs> walk to be able to plant my flag on some other Come folks' on. stadium. Joe, we don't, we, don't, we, don't need, <laughs> we don't need a top 10 defense, Joe. We just need somewhere around yeah. 14, 15, 16, yes, 17. Sir. We just need that. We just don't need to be in the 29 area. Come on, I am, Joe. I am Come on. so glad that they hired Coach McCarthy to be the coach. Not because I think that he's going to take us to the promised land, which I I still have high hopes. I still think that's a real possibility. But for the simple fact that they hired Jesse's guy and the team has not done what the team should be doing, and Jesse is he is begging to not be proven wrong every show, but he's got to keep it real, and he's got to talk about, like, okay, this isn't working out how I thought. I got my guy. So we're going into year number two, and it's he is now begging the passing game coordinator on defense to be the linchpin in this Come whole on, thing. Joe. This brings me joy. So I am I am <sighs> this is gonna be a fun year. So you know, I just hope I, I hope that uh I, I hope this all works out, man. I hope we're sitting here I hope we're sitting here a year from now making a run in the playoffs. We will, man. They get the we players will. that Nate wants. We they, will. They do uh. what, what Jesse's saying they need to do. And everything just starts clicking. You, you've got a, a – the coaches do what they tell us they're going to do at the beginning of the year. You know, that's I think that was the big thing this year on defense is we got told one thing, you know, this time of year last year, and then when the season started it was something completely different. So we'll see. We'll see, fellas. I'm telling you, man, right now I got the Cowboys at, at uh, 10 and 6, bro. Easy. Oh, my I got them at 10 and 6. And you know what? By, oh by the God. time – by the time uh, – Training camp gets here. They'll have six more wins and six, six, six less losses. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. We know, we, know, we know how this story ends. I'm just saying, man. I got just. Uh oh. I don't know what happened today, but anyway, we got to go anyway. We will. Uh, we'll give. You know what? We'll have a. Uh... Okay, we're back. We got Nate. We're gonna get out of here. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, Get out of here, man. Kurt, yeah, good go. seeing you. Jesse, good yes, seeing sir. you. You're looking good. Keep the hair down. Love you guys, Nate, man. Nate, good seeing you. Yeah, man. Beam, thanks for keeping <laughs> us on the air. Happy you. birthday, fellas. We'll be back same <laughs> time, same place next week. Hanging with the boys. Peace. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!